Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church right here in Spencer, Iowa, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod coming to you this Sunday, April 28th with Jubilate Sunday here, the fourth Sunday already of Easter. We are so glad you're able to join us for this Matins podcast. It's been a while since we've had an opening. <laughs> Part of that is because uh, with the with how solemn Holy Week is, we didn't have any opens, openings or closings. And part of that, too, is after Easter, uh, there has been some personal stuff and everything to take me away. And so a uh, podcast got out a little late, but we're hoping to get back on track now, starting today for the rest of the summer here. Like I said, we are celebrating Jubilate Sunday. Now, this Sunday, this fourth Sunday in Easter, things start to change a little bit because our focus, while still on the resurrection of our Lord, begins to look at his ascension. And so for for the next three Sundays, we're going to hear from Christ as he speaks to his disciples there in the upper room in John chapter 16. And Christ here is preparing his disciples for What he says in this gospel is the little while, the little while when he will leave them, when he will be separated from them. Now, in its context, John 16 is before Christ's crucifixion. And so he is preparing them for his crucifixion. I'll be gone for you for a little while. Then you will see me again and they will be full of joy. And he's talking here, of course, about his death when he leaves them and then his resurrection. But there's also something more behind it. More in the sense that after his resurrection, he's also preparing them for when he will ascend to the Father. And for the 50 days between his or for the 50 days between his resurrection and his and Pentecost, or probably more specifically, the 10 days between his ascension into heaven and the day of Pentecost when Christ through the Father sends the Holy Spirit. So he's preparing them here for his ascension, and for Pentecost. But as we'll also hear, he's also preparing his church for the time between Pentecost and the day when he comes again, when he returns. And there will be suffering in that time. He compares it here to, in our gospel this morning, to a mother who's about ready to give birth. And at the hour that the mother gives birth, she, she faces pain and anguish and suffering. But then when the child arrives, she's full of joy. She forgets about the pain and anguish because a new life is in her arms for which she gives joy. And so for us, when Christ leaves, it's like the hour when the woman goes into birth. There's pain, there's suffering. But when he returns, there'll be nothing but joy. And the pain, suffering, the anguish, the lamenting, the weeping, all that will be forgotten. And so that is what Christ is preparing us for here, starting today in Jubilate Sunday. With that, we will now continue with the hymn, Come Unto Me, Ye Weary.
open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. It is his and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Alleluia. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Alleluia. Say unto God, How terrible art thou in thy works. Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of man. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Alleluia. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Alleluia. The Old Testament lesson for this fourth Sunday of Easter is written in the 40th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 25th verse. To whom then will you liken me? Who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these. Who brings out their army by number? He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might. And because he is strong in power, not one is lacking. Why do you say, Jacob, and speak Israel, My way is hidden from the Lord, and the justice due me is disregarded by my God? 
Haven't you known? Haven't you heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, doesn't faint. He isn't weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. He increases the strength of him who has no might. Even the youths faint and get weary, and the young men utterly fall. But those who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Great is the Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart, and bindeth up their wounds. He telleth the number of the stars. He calleth them all by their names. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Who covereth the heaven with clouds? Who prepareth rain for the earth? Who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains? He giveth to the beast his food, and to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him in those that hope in his mercy. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Great is our Lord, and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Epistle is written in the second chapter of the first Epistle of St. Peter, beginning at the eleventh verse. Beloved, I beg you, as foreigners and pilgrims, to abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul, having good behavior among the nations, so in that of which they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they see, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, subject yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as sent by him for vengeance on evildoers and for praise on those who do well. For this is the will of God, that by well-doing you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free and not using your freedom for a cloak of wickedness, but as bondservants. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, Fear God, honor the king. Servants, be in subjection to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the wicked. For it is commendable if someone endures pain, suffering justly, because of conscience toward God. For what glory is it if, when you sin, you patiently endure beating? But if... When you do well, you patiently endure suffering. This is commendable with God. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Music
Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, A little while, and you will not see me. Again a little while, and you will see me. Some of his disciples therefore said to one another, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you won't see me. And again a little while, and you will see me. And because I go to the Father. They said therefore, What is this that he says? A little while. We don't know what he is saying. Therefore Jesus perceived that they wanted to ask him. And he said to them, Do you inquire among yourselves concerning this? that I said, A little while, and you won't see me, and again a little while, and you will see me? Amen, amen, I tell you, that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she gives birth, has sorrow because her time has come. But when she has delivered the child, she doesn't remember the anguish anymore, for the joy that a man is born into the world. Therefore, you now have sorrow. But I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him, in that he liveth. He liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, every Sunday in church, I'll wait in the back for the organist to ring the bells, and as I wait by the font there in the back of the church, I'll listen. And yeah, I'll hear the organ, I'll hear the fellowship of all the saints, but what often captures my focus as I wait is listening to the children. Now, in our congregation, we're blessed with many children. And so my ears turn to the coos of infants, the cries of toddlers, the singing of little ones. Now, it used to be said that children are to be seen and not heard. But whoever said that, whoever honestly believed that, they miss this beautiful chorus of little voices that we hear in the church. Now, of course, in our church, four of those little voices are my own. (laughs) And each one, with each voice, with each child, I remember when my wife was pregnant with them and when it was time after nine months to bring her to the hospital. And that was never easy. It's never easy to bring your wife to the hospital, to the birthing center, knowing what was coming for her. And as her husband, I would stand by her through each one, supporting her as best I could. And through each labor, I remember her telling me, this is the last child we're ever having. (laughs) But as she suffered, as she labored, do you know what I never told her? I never said anything to the effect of, it'll be okay, honey. Labor will last just a little while. Just a little while, hun, and you won't even remember all this pain and screaming. Just a little while, and then you'll want a bunch more children, honey. Trust me. (laughs) I know. I never said anything like that, because if I did, she would have slapped me. If she didn't do anything worse to me. Telling your wife, who is in the midst of labor, in the midst of labor, that it'll be just a little while is not a good husbandly thing to do. But, yet, our Lord in today's gospel is not talking to a woman in labor. He is talking to his disciples, to his church, to you. He says, a little while, and you will no longer see me. Now, this completely perplexed the disciples, but for us on this side of the resurrection, We know exactly what Jesus meant. As our Lord speaks this to the disciples in the upper room, what he is telling them is that he is about to be betrayed. He is going away from them to be condemned, persecuted, scourged, sentenced to die. He is about to be taken from them when he is nailed on the cross and lifted up above the world. He left them when he died. He was away from them when he descended into hell. That's what Christ meant. But then Christ also says, And again a little while, and you will see me. Now we saw this a couple weeks ago in church. Christ who came and stood in the midst of his disciples in the locked upper room. And he did it again a week later. In the midst of the disciples with Thomas. Yet Christ isn't just speaking about the crucifixion and the resurrection here. Because what also confused the disciples 
was Jesus having said along with these things, because I am going to the Father. You see, Christ was not just preparing his disciples for the crucifixion and resurrection, although he was doing that primarily. He, he, he is here also beginning to prepare them for his ascension, where he would leave them again. And imagine the pain that would cause for the disciples. You saw your Lord die. You saw your Lord rise again, only then to again, 40 days later, see him leave you into the heavens. But as Christ promised, a little while later, a little while longer, and the Holy Spirit was poured out on the apostles, and there was Christ in the preaching of the, of the apostles, bringing many into the church through preaching and baptism. And yet, Christ isn't just speaking about the crucifixion and the resurrection. He's not just speaking about the ascension and Pentecost. He's not just speaking to the 11 disciples or apostles. He's also speaking this to you today, to you Christians, you who are the church on earth, who find ourselves between Pentecost and the last day. So to the eleven and to you, our Lord says, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament. You will be sorrowful. As when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. So also you have sorrow now. Just as Peter wept and lamented outside the gates, after seeing his Lord sent to die and denying his Lord three times, just as the apostles were full of sorrow when they saw Christ ascend and was no longer with them as he was when he walked on the earth, that's our sorrow now. That's the sorrow of the church, the lamenting and crying of the church now. And the reasons for us being sorrowful are legion. We see our culture rejecting its Christian roots and our own churches shrinking. We've seen those who are our own that have walked away from the faith over the most selfish or even the most smallest or silliest of reasons. We hear stories of brother Christians around the world who have been persecuted, imprisoned, tortured, killed. Stories from Soviet Russia in years past to China today and elsewhere, all while wondering if that same persecution is closing in around us here. We suffer friends and family, even our own children, that have left the church. We suffer our children having left the church we grew them, we, we brought them up in, go to other churches, and now Maybe for the rest of our lives, we'll never commune with them again. We lament that. We weep over that. We also suffer the death of loved ones and their illnesses. And we even suffer our own coming death and illnesses. We suffer in our jobs and in our social circles, wondering what would happen if others learned that we are Christian and what we believe. I could go on and on about our sufferings. I could list them all, but that would feel endless. We each, we each have our own 
we each feel our own sufferings. And it's the suffering, Christ says, like that of a pregnant woman whose hour has come. There is no avoiding it. The hour is here. And like a woman in labor, as we enter the midst of suffering, we don't want to hear about how things will be over in a little while. We don't want to hear that when the pressure is on us now, when the suffering and lamenting and weeping is here now. If someone tries to tell us that in the midst of our suffering, we'd rather slap them in the face than hear them say again, just a little while. Because we want any suffering and lamenting and weeping to be taken from us right now. But yet, here we continue living in suffering. But yet, here Christ continues to tell us, whether we want to hear it or not, just a little while. And just a little while until what? Next time you're in church, stop and listen, and you'll hear it. The cooing, the crying of, t- of toddler tears, the singing of little tongues. <laughs> While my wife was in labor, she proclaimed that we would never have another child. Yet after she gave birth, Each time after she delivered each of our children, do you know what she would tell one of the nurses? She'd say, yeah, I'd consider having another one. This was within an hour of giving birth. Each time she would say, yeah, I may want another baby. What could possibly have changed within the couple hours from her going from never again to, yeah, I think I might want another? What changed? was our child was delivered. She was holding that new little one. She wasn't thinking about the pain and suffering that she just went through. But in an instant, she became so full of joy, like all other mothers, she became so full of joy with the baby that had just been born into the world. Those are the babies which on Sunday morning you'll hear cooing, crying, singing. That joy, the joy of the mother, the joy you hear every Sunday morning, this is the Easter joy of the disciples who saw their Lord and touched the marks of his hands. This is the Easter joy of Thomas, who put his hand in his Lord's side and confessed, my Lord and my God. This is the Easter joy that is experienced at Pentecost when the tongues of fire come down and 3,000 people are baptized into the church in one day. Our Lord says, your sorrow will turn into joy. You have sorrow now, but I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice and no one will take your joy from you. And look at all those things we just talked about with Easter joy. Do you see how quickly their sorrow was turned into joy? 
for the mother. It's as soon as she holds her child. For the disciples and Thomas, it was as soon as they saw their Lord and touched his scars. On Pentecost, it was the very moment the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the disciples. In a little while. That's how quickly our Lord will turn your sorrow into joy. After you were born, you waited a little while until you were baptized. And that joy, that Easter joy, is what the Lord gave you as he shepherded you into his church through the waters. All this week you've worked and lived amidst suffering. But in a little while, next time you're in church, you will come up and like the disciples, you will touch the body of your Lord as you eat and drink in pure joy. In a little while, our Lord says, I will see you again and your hearts will rejoice. That is, in a little while, he's coming back to see you, his church, to make you rise to life in him. When the trumpet will blast, when your eyes will be open to see him, when nothing but joy will enter into your heart. This is the Easter joy you receive in baptism. This is the Easter joy you hear in preaching. This is the Easter joy you partake of at the altar. This is the Easter joy you wait to return to you, to take you home. Not only does all this change our sorrow to joy in an instant, but our Lord also says, no one will take your joy from you. Because no matter how great the suffering here may be, no matter how bad the laboring, the weeping, the lamenting, the Easter joy is greater and is coming for you to hold and cherish forever. And when will this be? <laughs> in just a little while. And in this little while as we wait, if you should doubt, then look at your baptism. Hear the words of our Lord. Partake of his supper. And as you do all these, listen to the cooing, the crying, the singing of joy brought by the little ones around you in church. The Easter joy is coming. It is yours even now. It will never be taken from you. It will be fully realized by you in our Lord Jesus Christ in just a little while. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
upon thee to deliver me when it's humble thyself to be born of a virgin and thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of God upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. Almighty God, 
who shows to them that be in error the light of your truth, to the intent that they may return into the glory of righteousness. Grant unto all them that are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their confession of faith, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, Remember not the sins of our youth, nor our many transgressions. But out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you, 
For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen from the grave. Alleluia! who hung for us upon the tree. Alleluia! We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us, this day also, from all sin and evil, and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls, and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for this Matins podcast this morning. We will be back next Sunday at the usual time for Cantate Sunday. That is the fifth Sunday of Easter as we hear from our Lord in John chapter 16 verses 5 to 15. The music for the hymn, While Yet the Morning is Breaking, comes from LutheranTacoma.com, used with special permission. The music for the other three hymns this morning come from SmallChurchMusic.com and are listed as public domain. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.